0: You're listening to The Awkward Apocalypse, a deconstruction podcast that examines Christianity against the authority of scripture. This is the catchy theme song. This is the catchy theme song. Okay, I want you to imagine for a moment that you have a friend who is a vegetarian, and your job is to convince this friend to eat a steak. What do you think would be the best way to try to convince your friend who's a vegetarian to eat a steak that you have prepared for her? Now, there's a lot of different approaches that I might suggest, but let's just imagine that I go to this friend and I tell her what a steak is. I explain to her the whole process of where cows come from and what part of the cow we cut the steak from. And then I explain to her how I bought the steak at a supermarket. And then I explain to her how I grill the steak, how I season and marinate the steak and then what temperature I cook the steak to. I tell her about all the details about this steak and then I give it to her and say, all right, now do you want to try it? I can't imagine that going very well because in a lot of cases a person who's a vegetarian is not a vegetarian because they lack knowledge on what meat is. Like that would be kind of ridiculous to have the approach of just explaining what a steak is and then assuming that the person would want to try a steak if you just explain what it is. And the reason I bring this up is because I think that in a lot of ways this has kind of been our approach to evangelism. Like I think for a lot of my life, I've been taught that evangelism is basically just explaining facts to people, like giving people a list of facts and then letting them decide whether or not they sort of intellectually assent to the facts that I have shared with them. And so I think that evangelism for me for a lot of my life was this just sharing facts with people, like having a list of facts, presenting them to people, and then assuming that they would change if I presented it in the right way. Because for me, the gospel was always like this magic formula. Like if you just said it the right way, the person would convert, or if you presented it at the right time. And, And so it was like, If you just presented these basic facts that Jesus came and lived a perfect life in your place and then he died on the cross for your sins and he rose from the dead after three days so that now if you confess your sins and, and put your faith in Jesus, you too can have eternal life and he comes into your heart and saves you and that that was the gospel. Like that, that in a nutshell was the gospel message as we were taught. And then we were commanded to go out and share that message with others in the hope that they too would convert to Christianity. Just to be clear, that's not a bad thing. Like that is the core message of the Bible. The life, death and resurrection of Jesus Christ is in a lot of ways, the gospel. But I think what we've done is we've taken the message of the gospel, which is really simple in some ways, but is also really complicated and sort of encompasses the entire Bible, like all of scripture. And we've boiled that down to a basic set of facts and then shared those facts with people in the same way that we share facts with a vegetarian about what a steak is. And it's just awkward and weird and unnatural. And I just think it's so strange that for a lot of us, I think we were taught that that's kind of the purpose of the Christian life converting people, making converts. We take the great commission in Matthew 28, when Jesus tells us to go therefore and make disciples, and we turn that into go therefore and make converts, which is not really the same thing as a disciple. In order to be a disciple, you first do have to be a follower of Jesus Christ, but that's not the whole of discipleship. Discipleship does include the gospel message, but it's so much more complex than that. And I think what the Christian culture in which I was raised did is it boiled down the Great Commission to basically the purpose of your life is to go out and share the gospel for the purpose of making converts. And so it became a numbers game. That's where a lot of churches were founded on how many people can we get saved? And mission organizations would focus on how many people have you seen come to Christ? And conferences would brag about all the people who raised their hands, who came forward for the altar call. And it was all about numbers. The purpose of the Christian life became how many people can you save? And, and so for that reason, we were sort of indoctrinated into this belief that our purpose was always to be sharing the gospel in whatever context we were in. We were to somehow take this gospel message that we had been taught this sort of prepackaged, prescripted pre-scripted little sermon and do the best we can to force that into a conversation with a stranger to sort of embed it within every Facebook post. And, and so there was this immense pressure in every relationship I had Every time I was on a bus or on an airplane next to a stranger, I felt this immense pressure. I have to share the gospel with this person because that is my purpose in life. Because I was taught that evangelism was basically sharing this little prepackaged sermon with strangers. And that was basically what good Christians did. And so to be the best Christian, you had to wake up in the morning, do your quiet time, and then share the gospel with people. That was what it meant to be a good Christian. And so there was always this weird pressure to force the gospel into awkward situations. Like you'd be at a restaurant and the waiter would be like, okay, be careful with that plate. It's hot. And you're like, okay, I will. You know what else is hot? Hell. And, and it's just. It's just weird. Like, I don't think that's the purpose of the Christian life. I think it's so much more beautiful and complex than that. And we were basically taught like I heard this so many times. I can't tell you how many times I heard like a speaker at a conference or something like that. Whenever we were encouraged to share the gospel, we were told that if we felt uncomfortable sharing the gospel, that was because we feared man more than God. That was because we weren't willing to take up our cross and experience that sort of awkwardness of engaging a stranger in those those moments we cared more about what people thought about us than about that person going to hell. And so the burden of other people's salvation was basically put on our shoulders. And we were told if you are not out there sharing the gospel with people, those people are going to hell and it's your fault. And so for most of my Christian life, I've carried around this guilt, this constant guilt of not engaging strangers in public places and not preaching the gospel at every opportunity I can, because I've been told that that's because I am sinning because I fear man more than I fear God. And to be fair, yeah, like sometimes I do think that's the case. Like we should be bolder in the things we say. And I do struggle with that a lot. I tend to keep things to myself because I like to keep the peace. And sometimes there is a time to really speak and offend someone and have an uncomfortable conversation but the amount of guilt that we were put through for not engaging in this like awkward version of evangelism that they were telling us was the purpose of the Christian life is pretty insane and that's something that I have really been deconstructing like that's part of my deconstructing process is taking this concept of evangelism and asking the question is this really biblical like is the way we were taught to do evangelism actually effective and biblical. Because for a lot of us, I think when we think of evangelism, we think of awkward encounters. We think of people who just really don't care what people think, and they're out in publics giving people surveys and saying, excuse me, sir, if you were to die tonight, where would you go? Have you ever lied? Have you ever lusted after a woman? If so, you have sinned. Do you realize that that sin makes you accountable before God and you are going to hell unless you confess and ask for forgiveness and put your faith in God right now? Would you like to pray with me? Like people who are doing that are the ones that we always imagine are gifted in evangelism. And when I used to lead small groups, I used to lead a lot of small groups in college. And if they weren't talking, I always knew how to get them talking. Like whenever I lead Bible studies, I always kind of learn what people really want to talk about. And when the conversation starts to die down, I just kind of take it in that direction because I know they always want to talk about like this one topic. For most of the Bible studies I led, the topic was Why do we not share the gospel with people? Why do we not share the gospel with our roommates, with our classmates, with our friends, with our family members? What keeps us from doing that? that was always a good conversation because they had always been thinking about that so much that was on their minds on their hearts. And that was something they were really concerned about because they were experiencing the same guilt that I felt. We're not doing this. Why, why is this so hard? Why is this so uncomfortable? And so for a lot of Christians, when you talk about gifting, I've noticed one of the most common responses I've heard is people say, I'm not gifted in evangelism. Like I I think I have the gift of teaching or I think I have the gift of mercy ministry, but I'm not very gifted in evangelism. And I think more people are gifted in evangelism than they realize. I think we've just been taught that evangelism is this super awkward engaging of strangers in public places. And so a lot of people are like, yeah, I feel really uncomfortable doing that. So I'm obviously not gifted in evangelism, but I guess as I look back on what I was taught evangelism is and how I was taught to do it, I realize why it was so awkward and ineffective. I think for beginners we were sharing the gospel out of duty like out of this burden out of this responsibility and it wasn't really as much an act of love as it was an act of duty and people can realize that right away I mean I've been evangelized to I've been part of evangelistic efforts and I've watched from a distance as evangelists tried to convert other people and in every instance it was awkward and ineffective I've never seen it go well And I think there's a good reason for that. I don't think it's just because, well, the spirit of God didn't work in their hearts because I mean, God does use that. And I think God has saved a lot of people through evangelistic efforts. And I don't want to downplay that. But I think the reason that a lot of times it tends to be ineffective and awkward is because it is ineffective and awkward. I mean, if you approach a stranger in a public place, that stranger is probably busy, like they're probably doing something and then to inconvenience them with your little sermon that you want to preach at them or your survey that you want them to take. And then you kind of do this bait and switch where now you're preaching the gospel to them or something like that. That's kind of rude. Like, I don't think that's a very loving thing to do. I think that's kind of inconsiderate. And I think it's also important to consider what we're asking of other people. Accepting the gospel is not just a matter of accepting a couple facts and then intellectually assenting to them being right or true Accepting the gospel means a radical transformation of your entire life. It's not just accepting a couple facts It's changing your entire worldview Like if you're not a Christian becoming a Christian changes literally everything about your life And so you're asking strangers in a public place to reconsider their entire worldview and their entire outlook on life and I think a lot of people aren't just in a position where they're prepared to do that just like with a complete stranger in a public place. I just don't think many people are going to be open to that. And then finally, I think this is the most important reason why this style of evangelism is not particularly effective is because we are sharing the gospel message as if the people we are sharing it with have never heard it. We're sharing it as if it's new information. And so that's why I bring up the example of a vegetarian and you explaining to them what a steak is. I think that's kind of what we've done with evangelism. We've approached strangers and then explained to them what the gospel is as if they've never heard it. There might be some people who don't know who Jesus is or who don't know what the gospel story is, but the average person, I would say most people in America have at least heard the basic story of the gospel. They know who Jesus is. They know what a cross is and they know the basic story. So sharing it with them as if they've never heard it before, I think is kind of awkward. That's like explaining to a vegetarian what steak is. Of course, a vegetarian knows what steak is. They know what it is, and they have actively rejected it. And in the same way, I think a lot of people know who Jesus is, and they have just actively rejected him, or they already believe in him. Like, I remember one time someone tried to evangelize me, and I was desperately trying to explain to them. I already believe that, but they were already on their little sermon. And so they just kind of kept going. And it was super awkward as I'm sitting there trying to explain to them. Yes, I know all this. They asked me to look up verse. Like It was so weird. They gave me a Bible and we're like, look up this verse. Now read it to me. Like, oh, it was so uncomfortable and I'm reading it to them, but they were verses I had memorized. So I was like not even looking at the Bible. I was like making eye contact and quoting the verse they were telling me to look up. And it was so awkward and it, there wasn't room for a conversation. It was just them approaching me and telling me this story as if I had never heard it. Of course I had heard it. I'd heard it and accepted it and formed my life around it. And that's the case with some people. And then with other people, they have rejected it. And then with a lot of people, they know it, believe it loosely and they consider themselves to be Christian, but you know, there's areas of concern and maybe there are areas of the gospel message. They don't, they don't particularly believe in like maybe the resurrection or forgiveness or something like that, but that takes entering into a relationship. And that's really the point I'm trying to make in this episode is that we are presenting the gospel as if we are in the early church. We're presenting the gospel as if nobody has ever heard. And yes, there are areas in the world where nobody has heard, but I don't think that's America. I think in America, we live in a post-religious society that has already kind of been through the religion thing and sharing the gospel with people as if they've never heard is more fit for a pre-religious society, or I guess more accurately, a pre-Christian society, a society that doesn't largely accept the gospel message or hasn't mostly heard the gospel message. But we live in a post-religious, post-Christian society that has already mostly rejected the gospel message. So sharing it with people as if they've never heard is super awkward. And I think at least in our current cultural context, it is far more effective to first enter into a relationship, to engage with people in a way that allows a dialogue, listen to their story, listen to the ways that they've been hurt by Christianity, or listen to their reasons for rejecting Christianity, because I believe that a relationship goes much farther than just engaging a stranger, plopping a gospel message on them, and then running away. I just don't think that's what evangelism should look like. I think evangelism should mostly take place within the context of our closest relationships. Like if you aren't sharing the gospel with those who are close to you, what makes you think you can go out and share the gospel with a stranger? And you might say that the people who are close to you, it's a lot more complicated. They're your friends and your family and there's a lot of baggage there. And what I would say to that is, yeah, exactly it's more complicated than just dropping a gospel sermon on a complete stranger because this is what i found doing humanitarian work at first problem seems simple helping people looks really simple like if you see a kid who's hungry feed him right that's really simple but what you find is when you really try to help people it gets a lot more complicated you find out that the kid is hungry because the dad left the mom and the mom's trying to care for the kid on her own. And then sometimes the dad comes around and he's drunk. And I mean, you, you start trying to help a person who's in a really desperate situation and you begin to understand there's a lot more factors at play here. And I think we can apply the same logic to evangelism. It might seem simple at first share the gospel with people, but when you really start getting into it and you start building relationships with people, you'll see it's a lot more complicated than just them accepting a set of facts. I believe it takes a relationship and they've done studies and found that statistically most people who become Christians become Christians through close relationships, not conferences, not big events and certainly not strangers in a public place. And so I think that we need to take some time and explore this concept of evangelism, deconstruct it, compare it to what our purpose is according to scripture and how we should do evangelism according to scripture. How do we contextualize this to the culture in which we live? And when that is done, I think we'll see a lot more converts ironically, Because if you want a vegetarian to eat a steak, you don't just tell them what a steak is. You get to know them. You listen to their reasons for being a vegetarian. And the closer the relationship, the more they know that you love them, the more attractive what you have to say will be to them. And I think that is ultimately the foundation of evangelism, entering into a relationship and then speaking the truth to people who know and understand deeply that we love them. And once we reach that point, I think our vegetarian friends might be open to trying a little piece of steak. If you'd like to support me, just reach out and let me know you're listening. That's it. If you're watching this on YouTube, consider liking this video and subscribing to my channel. I hate saying that I really hate saying that because everybody says that, but it's true. It helps. If you're listening on a podcast streaming app, just consider leaving me a review. If you'd like to learn more about the work that we do in Liberia, just visit standingsidebyside.org. Or if you'd like to make a donation, just Venmo at standing side by side. That's one word. Thank you so much for listening. Keep the faith.